0: Longhorn Nation, Sooner fans. This is episode 19, of the Boomer Bebo Podcast. The only podcast exclusively dedicated to covering the greatest rivalry in college football, at the University of Texas, University of Oklahoma. Kevin, I might sound down today because our teams suck. They're terrible, they can't win. And it blows my mind that we get ourselves so fired up for this. And I'm going to tell the listeners out there, Kevin, we're not here to make anybody feel better. No. This isn't This isn't no. like a counseling grief session where we're going to talk about all the things we did right. No, this is an anger session. This lets us vent our anger to the world. Okay? Because your team literally grasped defeat out of the jaws of victory if that's the saying y'all were there we again never had the chance so here we're going to do something unique at the boomer bebo podcast we're going to have two recap shows so this is part one where we're going to focus on the texas loss to texas tech and lubbock we will have a part two that focuses on the ou loss before we get into that let's talk about our picks and games around the country so because our team suck, kevin we both lost uh, the OU game, you thought they would cover. I thought they would cover. Clearly a loser. Texas game, I thought they would cover. You thought they would cover. Clearly a loser. Baylor. Baylor is our one note of redemption, Kevin. Baylor Correct. beats Iowa yeah. State.
1: Dave Aranda. Wasn't really close I love
0: the half. I love his bald head. It is attractive. It gives off confidence. And he's such a weirdo that I love it. And he's
1: yeah.
0: yo, oh, he's a weirdo, but they're, dude, listen, they play tough football. They, they just,
1: yeah, they're very they
0: play. sound. Oh, a lot of breakdowns. Oh, tackle. Well, I always thought the Iowa state line was weird. That's kind of why we picked it because, you know, they didn't ha- they don't have the horses they have. Now they play the same kind of football as Baylor, but I think Baylor's got, Baylor's got upgraded talent over last year. Maybe Baylor not. As quarterback. <sighs> uh, other games around the country.
1: Clemson squeaks by Wake Forest. Did you watch any of this game? I did watch some of it. I did. Uh, Clemson's, our, um, Clemson's offense looked better. Yeah. But you Forest's his offense. Man, they control the football, though. Uh,
0: did you think that Wake Forest's run game was like the weirdest run game you've seen in a really long time? What do you mean? They would they would hike the ball in shotgun and then they would do the run pass option and they would hold it there for a very long time. Like oh, a very yeah, long actually, time.
1: Yeah.
0: And then once the running back even got the ball, he was like just stationary to pick out his hole. And yeah. I mean, you know, typically when you think about a running back, it's hit the gap hard, hit, you know, hit the line hard, you know, whatever. No, 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 no. It was all patience. And they were getting like five, six yards of carry against Clemson, which is a very good defense. I was fascinated by that. Um, I don't know that I would want my team to employ it, but it was very effective, especially against Clemson. Obviously, it took a double overtime. Uh, USC survives Corvallis.
1: Yeah, they did.
0: That was going to be the only salve to my wound of losing, and yet, nope, Lincoln Riley screws us again. Tennessee beats Florida, which is a huge win for Tennessee.
1: Big time, big time win for them.
0: Uh, I cannot wait to see Tennessee play Georgia. That is going to be a heck of a game because Tennessee's offense can fly. Uh, Kent State put up some points against Georgia, which – was a bit surprising. Somehow made me feel great in the afternoon, only to have it ripped away right from my heart. And lastly, games of note, not in the top 25, but they should have been and they definitely will be, the Kansas Jayhawks are 4-0. and
1: they look legit, man. Oh. They look legit. That offense is—it's <laughs> pretty special, man.
0: In what world is Kansas four and O leading the Big Twelve with their win against West Virginia, which looks better and better? And Texas is two and two, and Oklahoma's three and one, both 0 and one in the Big Twelve. It's—it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. What a time! I want to shout out our sponsor and I'm going to do this with less energy than I normally do because the loss has still left me grieving. But if you've had a loss that has left you grieving, please call Brad O'Haver at 405-735-5510. They're insurance adjusters for the insured, not the insurance company. If you've had a loss to your home, be a fire, wind, tornado, or your business, Give us a call 405-735-5510. If you ever have to wake up feeling like Kevin and I are waking up today because your house has been ruined and you just need a friend, someone to talk to, someone to vent your anger, vent your depression, basically be a grief counselor for you. Call Brown O'Haver, 405-735-5510. We're all of those things and we make you more money. So get your pay. Kevin, there are five stages of grief.
1: Are you aware of this? Have you heard of this theory? I have heard of this, but I'm not exactly sure what they are. So please l- let me know. The first one's denial. Okay?
0: okay, and and that that occurs on Saturday night when you when you suffer a loss, either Texas or Oklahoma doesn't matter. You suffer a loss. It's it's denial, and it's this idea that you can't believe what you just saw. I can't believe we just lost this game to insert K State or Texas Tech. Number two, though, is anger and it's an anger that kind of comes from the idea that we suck we as the collective we and that's where we're at today we're on anger today still there to me i don't know about you kevin that always lasts 2 days it's sunday and then it's radio talk shows on monday and i'm just flat pissed off is that is that different for texas fan
1: no not at all
0: by tuesday Late Tuesday, early Wednesday into Wednesday, it's bargaining. Okay. And once we've had a loss, especially if it happens before the Texas game, the bargaining that goes through my mind, and I'm love. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. The bargaining that goes through my mind is, for the love of God, just let us beat Texas.
1: Correct. Like, like, we got to win. That's how I'm feeling. Yeah. Like we got to win in the Cotton Bowl this year.
0: It feels like your season's completely over. You have nothing left to play for. And you're like, I don't care if we lose every other game. I just want to beat Texas. To Is that the now. same? Do y'all have that same feeling? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. No doubt. I mean, like, if y'all, if y'all really do have a bad year, like, I don't know, you could. It, it It's like if you, as long as you beat Texas, you know, uh, same thing with you. As long as y'all beat OU. Yeah, beat OU then, and everything's better. Thursday basically turns into depression. And this is where the reality sets in, at least in your perceived mind, that you're never going to win again. You start looking at your up- upcoming opponent for Oklahoma. That's TCU for you. It's West Virginia, and you say, "There's literally no way we beat this team, or any other team that has that's going to come up on our schedule."
1: Yeah, Kansas. Hey, our, our fans are, like. I think some Texas fans are already there, though. We're looking like we're, we're going to get, we're going to lose to Kansas again. Like it's already happening. Oh, I, Two years in a row.
0: I, listen, dude. OU's going to lose to Kansas again if they play like they did yesterday. If they play defense like they played yesterday, they're going to lose to Kansas. But then Friday hits, and it's acceptance. You've dealt with the loss. You've gone through the stages. And then you're like, if we win out, if we win out,
1: we're just fine. <laughs> so, yeah. Everything just, we want is still in front of us. I just Our goals wa- are still attainable. I just want to fast
0: forward. I want to fast forward to Friday. I want to fast forward to Friday, where I've done the mental math in my head that says if OU wins out, uh, we're still in the playoff. I'm not there. I know I'll be there because I've experienced this, especially to Kansas State, too many times. Any any additions or subtractions or modifications do you want to make to the stages of grief as it as it fits a football fan?
1: No no that's that, that pretty much covers it all to reiterate we're to reiterate we're in the anger stage
0: to let you vent your anger. why don't you tell us what happened in
1: Lubbock, Texas yesterday man same old Texas basically same old Texas got out to a great start remember playing on the road in Lubbock, which is you've been there I've been there remind, us of, place.
0: remind us of Sarkeesian's record on the road.
1: Oh, I think it's like 13-26, and something like that. I don't have it in front of me, but it's it's not good.
0: Now it's 13-27, and but go ahead.
1: Yeah. Okay, so got off to a good start, right? End of the first quarter, up 10-7. Go into the locker room, up 24-14. Feeling pretty good, right? Start the third quarter. I felt like they had a chance to put the game away. Texas Tech was desperate. They're going forward on fourth down. They're not getting it. We get the ball back with a chance to go up 17, put the game away. We go down the field and can't punch it in the end zone on fourth down. They get the ball back. It is same old Texas, man. The second half Wolves continue. Frankly, I don't know what it is with Sark and these second half leads. He turns into a different play caller, he turned into a different coach you remember Texas cornerback Rod Babers played in the early 2000s? Absolutely. 100%. Okay. He tweeted out something last night. Caught my attention. He said, Texas is 7-9 and nine under Sarkeesian, right? So they've had the lead at halftime in five of those nine losses, right? They've held the fourth quarter lead in five of those nine losses. They've had double-digit leads in four of the nine losses. So basically what he's saying is, they win the game plan and the preparation part, but the adjustments, they just struggle with it. I don't understand en- it.
0: Non-existent. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, man, it's just getting frustrated. Defensively, there's no pass rush at all. Well,
0: real, real quick, just a, just a, yeah. small, a small salient point on that. There's two ways to look at that, right? Either he's making adjustments – either he's not making any adjustments – Right, because what worked, okay, yeah. what works, he assumes is going to work in the second half. Right, it worked in the yeah. first half, so why change what works? So it's either that, or he's making completely wrong adjustments. Correct. It's one yeah. or the other. It's one or the other. And, one of the two. And and it's interesting that you mentioned play calling because it, it it's like he does. It's like he gets conservative, but weird. But weirdly conservative. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. Uh you know, but at the same time, Bijan had a really good run for a touchdown in the second quarter. Then he had a great yeah. run in the third quarter. 40-yard
1: run. It was incredible.
0: It was incredible. Right down the sideline. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. So, go ahead. So, you get to the second half. Where are we
1: at? Yeah, I mean, again, up 24-14, Bijan has a 40-yard run. Then they score to make it 31-24. And then it's three and out punt. They go down and score. Again, three and out punt. And then they get the field goal to take the lead.
0: Really quick, with those two, three and outs, what was the, what did you see there? Was it, was it not running the ball on first down? Was it running and getting stopped?
1: Was, well, uh, they were running it on first down, but they weren't getting anywhere. And then they started running the Wildcat with Roshan Johnson taking the snap from center. They ran that play five or six times and it did nothing. You know and what he his, kept running it.
0: Go ahead. You know, you know what his carries were? Do you got his carries in front of you? I don't. Roshon Johnson nine. You ready for this? This is gonna this is gonna piss you off. Nine carries. Okay, he's a good back. We've talked about Roshon Johnson. Yes. Nine carries for fifteen yards. One they point one point seven yards a carry, Kevin. What are you doing?
1: What you know? They kept running this wildcat, right? And here's the thing: the wildcat can work, but you got to do something. It's the same thing. It's just him. He gets the snap. And he just runs. There's no faking a handoff to. To Bijan, there's no no kind of counter to it. It's just the same play, and they just kept loading it up and running towards him, and it kept working for them. And I'm thinking, surely there's got to be a counter, right? Surely he's going to fake it and throw a pop pass to a tight end, right? Nope. Just kept putting his head down and just running right into no. the Texas Tech defensive line over and over. It's fascinating. I mean, You've got to do something different here.
0: It's Come fascinating on. because we're not as smart as Sarkeesian.
1: No. So no, you not
0: pretending to be. Sarkeesian is, by all accounts, an offensive mastermind, great play caller, schemes it up, schemed it up against Alabama, schemed it up against Oklahoma last year in the Red River rivalry, led, you know, led the offense of Alabama to a, a dominating national championship run, uh, was the offensive coordinator for, well, co-offensive coordinator for all those USC wins. And so he's seen a lot of football. He's made a lot of play calls. What in the world is going through a dude's mind that he's running Wildcat with Roshan Johnson? And for those listeners that are like, why is John so fired up about Texas losing? First of all, I love Texas losing. Except for I'm a host of a Boomer Bevo podcast, and this is about to be immaterial when we play Texas in two weeks where we're both three and two. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. I mean, and the thing is, the, the Wildcat can work. It can be successful. But once you ran it three times and it got nowhere, you have to adjust something. Hey, let's hand it off to Bijan from the Wildcat. Yeah. You know? How, or, how about that?
0: Or just run regular football.
1: Just play yep, just run a regular offense. play. Bijan is offense. a
0: fine running back. Why are we taking the balls out of his ball out of his hands? Number two, just put Roshan Johnson in the, next to him like you would Bijan Robin. If you're trying to spell Bijan, just run regular football. It, just it,
1: run your offense.
0: Coaches yeah. get so crazy like that, and it doesn't make any sense to me. Okay, we're now in the fourth quarter. Break it down from the fourth quarter.
1: Listen, I'm pulling up the, the play summary now. But I mean we get to the fourth quarter. Hold on one second here. It's just three and out, punt. They go down the field. We get the we get the ball back. Again, three and out and punt. All right. Pulling up the uh fourth quarter plays. It's 31-17 after the Bijan Robertson 40-yard touchdown. They then have a 10 play 75-yard drive. They get a touchdown, it's 31-24. We come back. Hudson Carr throws an incomplete pass. Roshan Johnson for two yards. Third and eight. We run we throw a pass complete to Roshan Johnson for no gain. We punt. All right. Then they get a 13 play, 66 yard drive, which they get pretty far, but they turn it over on downs again. All right. Then we're in the fourth quarter here. Texas Tech turns it over on downs, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. At the two yard line. So we have the ball. We're pinned back deep in our own territory, but we're up. Run Bijan for a one-yard gain. Throw an incomplete pass. Get a delay of game penalty after that. So we're back at the one. Don't even then get me started. A deep don't, don't, shot. Hold
0: up, hold up. Don't even get me started on delay of game penalties. You'll hear all about that in yeah. episode in the, in the part two. But go ahead.
1: For sure. Then uh, third and eleven. Hudson throws a deep shot incomplete. We got a punt from our own end zone. Forty-nine yard punt. They get a twenty yard return. They're at our thirty yard line, just like that. Then they go five plays to get a touchdown. Wide open tight end, a coverage bust, and just like that, the game is tied. We get the ball back. Five plays. We get a, a four yard run for Bijan. One yard run for Roshan. Incomplete pass with pass interference on Tech. Five yard run for Bijan. Two yard run for Bijan. We get a timeout. Incomplete pass to Jordan Whittington on third down, which I think he actually caught. I don't okay. know if you saw that on the sideline. I did. I did. I thought he caught it, it live. looked like a they catch. They called it incomplete. They didn't even review it.
0: It looked like a catch.
1: Yeah, and I couldn't believe they didn't even review it. So we punt. They get the long drive. Get the field goal to take the lead, which we all thought was the winning field goal. They get the field goal. There's only, what, 21 seconds left in the game. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's over. They have that miracle drive, 10, ten yards to Jatavian Sanders, a crazy 28-yard pass to uh, Tariq Milton to get him the first down, then another eight-yard pass to Jatavian Sanders, and they kick the field goal with Burt Auburn to tie the game. It's a miracle, and they go going into overtime. 46 yards and 19 seconds. 46 yards and 19 seconds.
0: It's that's yeah. That's unbelievable.
1: And, and I'm, I'm thinking car credit. That well, road to Tariq Milton was incredible on the sideline.
0: So what I At this point in the game, I am thinking this is the 2020 game again. Yes. I'm thinking Texas Tech is going to Texas Tech this and lose yeah. it in overtime because they can't stop Texas with 20 or uh, 19 seconds to go or whatever the number was from getting into field goal range. It was it was at that point in the game I thought Texas had this one. Yeah. What did you, did you yeah. think you had it Same won?
1: Thing. I was like, yeah, we're going to somehow steal this game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I, so we get to overtime, Tech wins the toss. Obviously, they choose to play defense like everybody would. Get the ball, hand it off to our best player, and he fumbles the football. Best player on the football field. Texas Tech, the football.
0: Texas Tech gets it into field goal range. Game over. Game over. So yeah, yeah. here's what the first thing I saw about that is what 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 sports fans always complain about is not putting the ball in the hands of their playmakers, in the hands of their best yeah. players. And and so it's it's always like a very easy conversation, like or a really very easy, convenient excuse when you lose. Like, why did Hudson Cart throw an interception? Why is Roshan Johnson running the ball? What, you know, why, 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 why? But when it's your B. John Robinson in this case, yeah, right, your best player on both sides of the field, it's unquestioned, when he fumbles the ball, it is a gut punch for you. Am I wrong? Is it not oh, a gut yeah. punch?
1: Yeah. Yeah, you feel bad for him because he's a guy who does all the right things on and off the field, right? And for him to fumble on the first play of overtime, I mean, yeah, it was a it was a major gut punch. And as soon as they recovered the football, you just knew the game was over they just needed a field goal. I thought Tech made it a little bit more difficult than they had to. They ran several plays after that. I would have just ran the damn kicker on the field right after that, tried to get out of there. But, yeah, so um, good win for Tech. Horrible loss for Texas, though.
0: So when you're looking at the game and you're thinking back on it now that you've had a day to digest it, it is like a a team loss. It is a team loss. It is an absolute
1: team loss. Yeah, this is not – when you can just pin on the defense, just on the offense, just on special teams, everybody gets it. Yeah. Because it's on everybody.
0: O- offensively, if you just turn one of those three and outs into any kind of drive,
1: it yes. helps you. You're four and outs, turnovers on downs. It helps shows your- how desperate they were.
0: Dude, listen to this stat. This stat blew my mind. Texas Tech, six fourth down conversions.
1: Six, four, I have never seen anything like that. Six out of eight on fourth down. Listen. And then the the mental awareness of of the players on defense. They had third, we had Texas Tech in third and 26. Third and 26, and we've got guys jumping off sides. We jump off side, the quarterback just throws it deep, and we get a pass interference call. Why are you Uh, jumping off side on third and twenty six? Like what are you? What are you trying to do? It's third and twenty-six. You just play your base coverage. Get them off the field. Get them off the field. What are they going to do? The well, pass. We'll talk, we'll, we'll talk pass about
0: that. To, yeah. to break to, to break the statistics down even more, just to continue to rub salt in the wound and fuel this anger-filled recap. Texas Tech was seven for twenty on third down. Okay, which isn't great, but it's not horrible. Okay. Yeah. But then they're six for eight on fourth down. So what that means really is when you got them into a third down situation, they were really 13 for 20. Mm -hmm. That's terrible. Horrible. Yes. That is just insane. Now let this sink in. Texas Tech had 100 plays to your 60
1: plays. 100 plays.
0: I mean, that's 40. It's shocking. That is – and and – that's shocking to think you were in the lead most of the game.
1: Yeah, yeah, still controlling the game. Controlling Conver- the game.
0: Conversely, though, and this is where, like, you you can maybe make the argument that Sark knows what he's doing on offense, or it was just working, or Texas Tech's defense is not any good. Y'all had, uh, you had seven point yards per play. They only had mm-hmm. four point eight yards per play, but they just had to have yeah. so many freaking more plays.
1: Yeah, so many plays. And I don't understand about Texas how they make they continue to make these average quarterbacks look like Heisman Trophy candidates every year. Guys like Taylor Cornelius, remember him from Oklahoma State? Hundred percent, yeah, Core dog. You made him look, yeah. We made him look. Um, what's the guy, Max Duggan from TCU? Made we made this guy look like a superstar. It's unreal. I don't get how it keeps happening.
0: Well, I mean, it keeps happening because you don't play defense but then also you don't back it up with any offense and Oklahoma is going to be a little bit different when we get there, but going three and out against Texas tech, who is giving up seven yards of play. Think about this. Think about this is what's insane to me, right? That the, the statistical analysis of this game, when you really think about it is seven yards of play means every two plays should be a first down. Correct. And yet in the most critical times in the game, y'all were three and out three and out five and out
1: yeah and i look i know we've got our backup quarterback out there that's i don't see that as an excuse though hudson Carr played good enough to to beat texas tech
0: 20 for 30 277 yards two touchdowns and a pick i mean that's what you need out of your backup quarterback
1: yes you would dream to get a performance like that from your backup quarterback i
0: i mean texas oklahoma would have to take that from their backup quarterback Bijan. here's the thing though man i Bijan only touches the ball 16 times. Well, he might have had some passes. I might not have that right. But running the ball.
1: Yeah, he had um he had uh where's it at? No, he only had one catch. Oh okay. catch for twenty two so yards.
0: We, so we only had 17 touches, 16 rushes yeah. for 101 yards. It's not enough rushes.
1: No, it isn't.
0: Those nine that you're giving Roshan Johnson, it's just it I'm sorry, it's not enough. It's sixteen yards yeah. when he's when he's averaging six point three yards a carry and two touchdowns.
1: Especially the ones out of the Wildcat. It just wasn't working you just kept going to it and look i'm all about you keep trying something until they can stop it right but they kept stopping it and you kept trying it stop They like just run uh, your
0: offense on defense anthony cook has 11 tackles he was he kind of stood out
1: yeah i mean he's he's had a really good season he's had a he's had a good season
0: and then Overshone was like fourth third or fourth in tackles and he only played the second half of the game right
1: yeah he did yeah he, he had um I am him for six tackles and a sack. Again, though, the issue I have with the defense is they just couldn't get off the field and there were no playmakers. Nobody, there was nobody to really make a play. Donovan Smith has thrown, what, five interceptions in the last two games combined? You're telling me we couldn't get one off of him? Y'all, couldn't, y'all didn't create Someone's any Someone's got to make a play, man. Did y'all create yeah. any turnovers, fumbles, or anything? No. No. I mean, look, he fumbled the ball, but he recovered his own fumble. How about that? On a run. Pretty consistent theme between
0: the two games. Yeah. Um, where does Texas go from here, Kevin? Not not specifically not specifically with West Virginia, but just Texas as a program. Texas for the rest of the season, you're two and two. You're still positioned for the Big Twelve. I mean, I guess, but it can't feel good. You're you're out of any kind of playoff consideration at this point, which. I sure. don't know that Texas fan ever had that expectation.
1: Not this one, I and mean, you know I, my prediction was eight and four before the season started. So,
0: well, what you tell me? You still good with eight and four?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I still am. But I mean, they just got to play more, way more consistent than this, you know. And this second half stuff, like, listen, Texas Tech is not a very good team. No disrespect, right? But I mean, if you watch that team, you just didn't see a team that was a, any kind of threat to win the Big Twelve. They shouldn't have even been in the game. Like, the game should have been – This should have been at least a 10-point victory. Does
0: Quinn Ewers make a difference in this game? Yes. He does. How so? Because I thought Card played a pretty good game.
1: He did. He did. It just gives you a a better down-the-field option, and there are plays to be made against that secondary. They've got some big physical corners who you can run by. I saw multiple – receivers open yesterday that Hudson Carr didn't hit and that he didn't and not didn't hit just didn't hit he didn't throw it to him It's like he just didn't see them he's really good and he's earned everybody's respect for playing because remember he's injured too that ankle was not right he's still limping around out there okay but he just doesn't see the field as quickly he still kind of hesitates he can make throws late his decision making just isn't quite there yet whereas with Ewers In addition to his arm talent, he sees the guy breaking, he's going to throw it. He's going to sling it. That's the difference with Card and Ewers. That's the difference he would have made. But, again, this is not me bashing Hudson Card. He played more than well enough for Texas to beat Texas Tech yesterday. So So I'm not putting this on him at all. So, yes, Ewers would have made a difference out there.
0: Season going forward offensively, it sounds like to me you want two things to happen. You want Ewers back on the field, which is – Sounding more and more likely, at least by t- by OU, and two to cut out the stupid Wildcat plays. And maybe things are okay on that side of the ball. Is there anything else yes. I'm like missing on offense? Well,
1: yes, the interior offensive line. Okay. The guard, center guard, they haven't been well, they haven't done great in run blocking. They haven't been able to open the holes for Bijan, Robinson or Roshan. Except for Bijan, except for
0: for, hold on, except for Bijan got 6.3 yards of
1: carry. Sounds pretty good. Here's the thing though this is him. That's his own magic. Just go back and watch some of those plays. Go back and watch the highlight. He gets hit in the backfield all the time. He leads the nation in yards after contact. And that's because he's so good, but he gets hit in the backfield all the time. There was so much penetration by Texas Tech, and they got a decent defensive line, right? But these guys are getting in the backfield. I mean, before he even gets to the mesh point, he has to juke and spin and make all this magic happen just to make a five-yard run. Even the commentators mentioned it yesterday. He has some of the most exciting five-yard runs we've ever seen. Yeah, because he's getting hit by defensive tackle in the backfield. He has to use his incredible talent to get out of it just to make those things happen. If the offensive line was better, he would have ran for 200 yesterday.
0: Other side of the ball. If those are the two adjustments, we got to focus on the offensive line, quit the the, uh, stupid Wildcat, get Ewers back on the field. That hopefully addresses some of your offensive woes. What do we do on
1: defense? See, this one, I'm a little bit more concerned here because I don't know how you find guys that can rush the passer all of a sudden, right? The pass rush just wasn't there. The Texas Tech offensive line is not great, and we couldn't get to the quarterback. We made Donovan Smith again look like Hamdo. So that's my biggest concern. And we got to start making some plays. Donovan Smith puts the ball on the ground. You got to recover it, right? He throws the ball up. You've got to intercept it. Make a play. So we got to start making plays. and getting One on more. The damn thing.
0: What anno- one more annoying point of note. Well, actually a couple more. Number one, I noticed Texas Twitter was really upset that they kept cutting in with Aaron Judge. Did that bug you as
1: much as it bugged everybody else? Absolutely, this. What is it? I mean, he's. It's not like he's going for this his seventy third home run. I mean, sixty one. I mean, what are we doing? It. Um, I just giggled. Obviously, as an
0: OU fan, I'm just giggling because it, it, it was annoying. If I, if that was happening during an OU game, I would be like, "What are we talking about? Like, this yeah. is insane." If somebody, I mean, at, if somebody wants to watch his, if somebody wants to watch his at bats, go to the MLB Network. Get online, show it on ESPN
1: News, whatever. Not during a football Let's game, a national telecast. 2022, we have everybody has access to watch that game. Everybody does. I was, g- I was, I was giggling though because Twitter wasn't having it.
0: Was, Twitter wasn't having any of it, man. They were so pissed. Listen,
1: I could see if it was Pujols trying to hit his 700th home run, but his 61st of the season. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. It's not like he's breaking the all-time home run record. He's or not even breaking the Yankee. He's
0: not even breaking the Yankee record, is he? No,
1: no. It's the record is 61. He would have tied the Yankee record and the American League record with it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't understand it. And again, it was breaking in during the Clemson game too. Or yeah. Any game that was on ABC or ESPN. Yeah. Why why are we doing this? This is absolutely uh,
0: unnecessary. Last point of total annoyance. Of things that would bug the crap out of me if this was an OU broadcast. Don't you hate seeing the injured
1: kid on the sideline watching the game? Oh. And the, <laughs> but why are we interviewing this guy? Like I feel horrible for him. The injury, from what I hear, was absolutely gruesome. Do we need to go up there and interview the interview the kid while he's trying to watch the games? Got his leg up. I just is. <laughs> And yeah, the,
0: and the camera on the kid just kept being on, aw- you know what I mean? And he's smiling. Yeah. Boy, that kid's always smiling. It's like
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's like well, this is like this is like fake journalism. You know, it was bad. Yeah. It and, was. That, and again, nothing against the kid. I no, it's not on the kid, but, but, you know, but he it, doesn't want he doesn't want to be on TV injured. But if this is an OU game and I'm having
0: to watch that, it is oh my god, it's driving me insane. Yeah. Like, stop it showing was- the kid stop yeah. showing this kid like yeah i, I don't even know how to explain. it was so bad yeah it was it just was... so bad oh my gosh kevin we're gonna talk in part two oklahoma I, I i can only i've held it together now for like 33 minutes i hope in part two i'm able to hold it together a little more uh but if you're just watching this episode make sure you go to youtube subscribe like Please turn in, tune in into part two. Check out our breakdown of the OU loss. Kevin, where else can they hear us?
1: Everywhere you can find a podcast, man. Just Google Boomer Bebo podcast. We're there.
0: Uh, the numbers continue to be good on the KREF Army. Thank you, guys. The numbers on everywhere else are going up, uh, especially on, it seems that iTunes is a great place for us to listen. So make sure you're following us there
1: um please give us a review we'd appreciate it
0: yeah or make some comments online or if you feel the same anger that we do get the get the twitters fired up at boomer Bebo pod uh we want to hear from you guys we want to hear the anger we want to hear the hate we want to hear how mad everybody is because it will only fuel our hate fire kevin this is a reluctant boomer
1: hook